Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake and I play the drums. And we are More of That. Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the show where we don't talk about old school arcade game Rampart, but we do talk about the music. It is a fun game. Uh, We do talk about, though, the music that we are currently listening to here on the pregame, although it will be a little different today. This is the last episode of the year, and so we're going to do it a little different um, before we move on to next time discussing the third our, uh, at the drive-in album, Relationship of Command. And I will go ahead and kick us off. I, I figured what we'll do today is kind of talk about some of the things we've been listening to this year as a whole. You know, you get to the end of the year and the music releases kind of slow down a little bit this year, especially um, in some ways it's it's slowed a little bit. And so uh, it's a good time to reflect and think back on sort of the whole year and what you've been listening to throughout this horrible, horrible dumpster fire of a year. Does that sound good to everybody? Sure. Cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, what I decided to do here was instead of doing albums, I find it's always easier or or I feel like more, uh, what's the word? It just makes more sense. It's more logical for me to think of songs that I've listened to because I feel like I only buy probably maybe 10 albums in a year anyway that are actually albums that come out this year. And so when I think of my top 10, yeah. it ends up just being like the stuff I bought, which is, I don't think is as interesting always as saying like, here is some things that I really do think I whittled down to being my favorites. So I'm going to talk about my favorite songs real quickly. So with that being said, um, two honorable mentions here. Uh, there is a song on the new Tame Impala album called Is It True that I really enjoyed. It's a very dancey kind of number. Um, that album that it's was in Purgatory Forever. Uh, there were two singles from it last year, and then it never actually came out until this year. Uh, number or Not number 11. The other honorable mention was Caroline Rose, Feel the Way I Want To, which came out at the very beginning of the year. And made me think, wow, this will be a great year for music with lots of seeing lots of bands touring and all kinds of stuff. And then that never happened. It's your fault. You I jinxed know. it. But those are both good songs. Okay. But here's my top 10. Uh, number 10, The Strokes, The Adults Are Talking. It's a good Strokes song, which The Strokes haven't had in quite a while. And it reminds me of everything you love about The Strokes, as well as kind of some fresher newer elements that they haven't really had before experimenting with some new sounds. Then I've got Waxahachie, Lilax. By the way, if anybody has anything to say about any of these, feel free to to jump in or if you're like, "Hey, I like that one too." Uh, that, that works as well. But I was just going to let you let you do your thing. <laughs> just let me ramble for a while. As uh, as to not take up more time, yeah. So, uh, nine Waxahachie Lilacs, which uh, I'd never listened to Waxahachie before, but it was a really good uh, discovery this year. She's a singer-songwriter that, I don't know, I always thought it was just sort of indie rock, but it had definitely a more 
alt-country folk element to it than what I thought. Uh, number eight, I've got Haley Williams' Simmer. It was tough to pick a Haley Williams song that I yeah. thought was my favorite off that album, but Simmer was probably my favorite. Similarly, choice. I put Idols, Grounds, at number seven. Again, another one that I like that whole album pretty much, Ultramano. But uh, Grounds was the one that I felt like was probably my favorite. Number six, Jason Isbell, Dream Sickle, which uh, I've loved Jason Isbell for a long time. And I find he's kind of settled into being just a very consistent singer-songwriter. This song in particular um, evoked a very clear image. It's a great summer song, so Dream Sickle. Then I've got... Number five, Heim, Gasoline, the one we've talked about previously. Nice. So good. Uh, number oh, can I, oh, go ahead. Can I throw in, this is totally awful, uh, related to that, actually. Can I throw in, I have to recommend a podcast called Tape Notes, which I have listened to one episode of, um, but it's on Heim. It's with uh, producers uh, Ross Dam and Ariel. Uh, and they break down, you get to hear stems from gasoline. Uh, they break it down. They, they talk about recording that and the rest of that album for like an hour and a half. If, if you're a recording production audio nerd like me, it's uh, uh, pure, pure porno. Hmm. Like you mentioned that podcast and I, I have not managed to listen to it yet, but I'm very excited about the prospect. Yeah, it, I, I want them to do more artists that I'm super into. Anyway, uh, So I'm going to take a quick uh, left turn here and throw in one that maybe you guys be surprised by. But 21 Pilots, Level of Concern. That song uh, is a banger, as we say. I, I have a certain level of concern for your for you. <laughs> no, man. I'm, I'm surprised you don't like it. It's the best pop song written about a quarantine. Um, that has come out. It is is very good. Uh, then we've got, uh, Fiona Apple, Shamika, great album, Mm -hmm. song that I really liked off that great album. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers, Kyoto. And then you might be surprised by this one, but I can't say that we've listened to this, uh, any, any song more in our household this year than this one, which is Run the Jewels, Ooh La La. There we go. So that is my list of my favorites of the year. Um, Logan, what have you been listening to this year? Oh man. So I didn't do songs. Um, I do albums. I think I've always just got an album and I, I sit down and listen to it. That's just kind of my, my thing I like to do. I like to get immersed and just get into it. So these are the albums that I listen to. I, I think mostly I've mentioned all of them on the show, so it shouldn't come as too much of a surprise. I didn't put them in any kind of order, but I was really into Oliver Tree, Ugly is Beautiful. Yeah. I think that album was uh, a big surprise for me, and that was a new thing that I, I kind of got into and really enjoyed. Same. Uh, Zombies 2020 album. I think that was uh, really a, a quite fun, if I should is, say. The group is it's zombie, just Z-O-M-B-I, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I thought for it's a second you meant zombies. the zombies. Yeah, I was like the No, zombies. it's not the zombies. This is zombie. Okay. Uh, but no, they're it's a great album. Uh the new Deftones, Ohms. Mm. That's a great album I've really enjoyed. Also Smashing Pumpkins Seer, uh new twenty 
20 song album. I think uh, that's been a really interesting listen. I have a lot to say about that, but I'd like to I don't know. Thoughts. I don't know where where that would be the correct place to do that. Bonus content, um, baby. Marilyn Manson's "We Are Chaos" album. Uh, that was one I listened to quite a bit. Steve Moore from Zombie. He released the Bliss soundtrack, and that's one that I really enjoyed. Uh, Omar Rodriguez Lopez, the Cloud Hill Tapes 1, 2, and 3. Mm. Uh, that was an exciting listen. Idols, Ultra Mono. So, Josh, you and I have that one in common. Mm. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you got into them this year, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I really like that. And then I talked about that compilation album that I was really into, the Behind the Sky Presents Portals, a cosmic journey through outer worlds yes. and inner space. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally uh, listen to that a lot. Uh, Nine Inch Nails Ghosts, five and six. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I debated yeah, yeah. whether to do that on mine. Yeah, I uh, I like it. I definitely enjoyed listening to it. It's something that I like to just have on in the background. It's good yeah, for. I need to give it more listens. Yeah, like, and then of course Heim's Women in Music Part Three. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can definitely say I don't know if I would have listened to that if I hadn't been doing this podcast with you Forced guys. Forced to, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that w- I'm glad that I was I was not f- I don't say force, but I'm I'm glad that I have the <laughs> opportunity yeah, to listen you know. to it. Uh, right. And then uh, that West Borland Astral Hand. I've been listening to that. That's cool. So that's that's really about it for me. That's that's pretty much what I listened to this year. So it's a lot of like, I don't know, weird heavy stuff or a lot of instrumental or electronic stuff. Can I can I ask yeah. you what what is your favorite or just a couple of your favorite tracks on that Smashing Pumpkins album so far? Um, Anno Satana. That's a really cool one. I really like Confessions of a Dopamine Addict. Hmm. Uh, I think the color of your love is really good. I, I just ask because I found the latest like Billy Corgan output generally to be like overwhelming because <laughs> he put out, wasn't Cotillions <sighs> a double album or something? It, was, it had a lot of tracks. If And then this album has quite a few tracks and just, it, it's sometimes hard to figure out like, okay, wh- what do you listen to? Where do you you know, find an in at on, on these extensive epics. I mean, I just, I just, I just, I get it. And then I, I start it and I listen to it all the way through. And you know, that's, that's just what I do. I've, I've heard lots of uh, online chatter about the song tiger. It's a tiger, tiger, tiger. tiger. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That it's uh, yeah. That's a that's a strange one for sure. Like synth pop uh, very or pop. It's very pop. Um, yeah, but there's there's a variety of songs on there that I think I think Birch Grove is really good. That's about his children. I think hmm. is you know people a lot a lot of the time talk about oh he doesn't write songs that are emotionally as poetic anymore. Blah 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 blah. Um, but I think it's there. People just don't like when they, you know, the the problem with the pumpkins is they they have so much variety that everyone kind of has their version of the pumpkins that they like. So it's hard for everyone to kind of agree on, you know, because yeah. there's just so yeah. much different types of music that they do. They're like, well, I don't like that type or I wish he would do more of this. But it's just a frustrating 
being part of the fandom. Well, and they've also really, become. It's I mean, just, it's, it's awful being part of Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> fandom. It sounds, it's not sounds bad, one of my favorite things. They, they've kind of become a, a legacy artist in a way where like people have such reverence for their early albums that now yeah. when they put out anything new, it automatically gets compared to that. And oh, yeah. I think it could be hard to kind of put anything out. I mean, I guess the only artist I could think of that's been able to somewhat break that has been like Neil Young or Bob Dylan or somebody that will occasionally put out an album that still gets lauded as like, oh, this is a high point of their career, even though I don't think those people are saying the early stuff isn't good. Whereas I don't know if Billy Corgan and the Pumpkins, I don't know if any band in the 90s has quite been given the status of of legacy artists that can still put out critically acclaimed works i don't know maybe I'm i'd argue i'd argue somebody. nine inch nails to a degree i would too although he okay. started he started pre-90s but which you know anyway. that but, speaking of legacy artists it does remind me i left off an, a song on my uh, list i loved that new van morrison eric clapton song where they really <laughs> talked about how Damn we're it. all being oppressed by the man i was gonna make this joke oh i'm sorry <laughs> No, don't. You got there first. Uh, go Fair ahead, enough. Blake. Okay, Logan. Do you have I, okay, anything well, I was else gonna to say put about here in music, or no? Before we move no. on, okay. No, go ahead. Uh, so, so Blake, what did you um, listen to this year? Well, my uh, my number one was uh, Clapton and Morrison. COVID <laughs> is a hoax. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm sorry. I just did the joke after you did it. Uh, could I uh, have a, a very short vinyl corner just because I'm excited about something? Um. My wife and I each gave each other one early Christmas present, uh, that being a a vinyl record. Damn. Always Sh- celebrating shit. Well, I, I mean. Always giving presents. It's, it's I, want, the I want some presents. <laughs> it's the holidays. Um, no, I'm just kidding. What she got me was something I've been wanting for a long time on vinyl, which is Daft Punk Random Access Memories. Oh, that's cool. Which yeah. uh, that album makes my my top three or top five um, for best of best albums of the 2010s of that whole decade. I I put it in top five or three. I, I what I got her was uh, David Bowie's black star. Oh, nice. Mm. That's a good album. Do you know about yeah, the, heard, the thing on that? Uh, this is my first time listening to it, but what about what thing about the, the actual like album artwork or the, the sleeve it's an interesting sleeve, but what about it? <laughs> if you leave it in the sun, it starts to speckle oh. like stars. Oh my god, that's awesome! Wait, till, yeah, look up pictures my... of uh, of it. Like, um, I mean, you don't, of course don't have to leave yours in the sun, and I wouldn't recommend leaving it with the vinyl in the sleeve. Uh, but no, but just the sleeve, but just On the your sleeve. Dashboard. It does it... some kind of effect to it where it <laughs> turns it into like stars. That's, that's against okay. lab policy. <laughs> I definitely want to try that now. Um and she she got uh on her own she got PJ Harvey rid of me the the mm. Steve Albini album. Oh nice. I wanted to say Josh that uh she also went on a a target ordering uh spree, not quite a spree, but she also ordered that that white stripes <laughs> that comes with the slip mat. Oh yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> slip mat strikes again. <laughs> Just yeah, dangle it uh, in front of Josh. She mm. ordered the um, uh, the new Trent Reznor Pixar collaboration, <laughs> the soundtrack to Soul, the the new movie. Soundtrack. I would love it, by the way, if Trent Reznor became like Randy Newman, but for oh, you know, yeah. he became don't, the I, new Randy Newman. Don't will that into only, existence, please. We can only wish. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, there's a Target exclusive of the Soul soundtrack, so just so you know. Uh, I can do my list real quick here. Um, I call it Blake's Top 9 Favorite Albums of 2020 plus a few pre-pandemic honorable mentions. And these are just the things that I listened to the most <laughs> this year, I think, that were the most enjoyable to me. This list uh, means nothing is not definitive, and it will surprise no one. But let me just rattle it off, and then if there are any questions or, or comments, I'll address them. Uh, so, Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Uh, Heim, Women in Music Part 3. Phoebe Bridgers, Punisher. Haley Williams, Pedals for Armor. Taylor Swift, Folklore. Taylor Swift, Evermore. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Daily double. <laughs> exactly. I'm counting it as two. Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. Carly Rae Jepsen, Dedicated Side B. That's right. I'm counting it as its own album. It is. And then Run the Jewels, RTJ4. Um, the only men to make the list. So I was going to ask you until you got to that one. My question is, why do you hate men, Blake? I, I just, <laughs> you know, I was born that way. Um yeah, and it, it doesn't it doesn't get much better on my so my pre-pandemic these these are honorable mentions. It feels like anything that was released pre-pandemic doesn't it kind of feel like it it's a different category? Yes, that was in the before time. Yeah, <laughs> so these these two albums seem like they were released last century, uh, but Soccer Mommy, Color Theory, and Grimes, Miss Anthropocene, those were both technically released at the beginning of 2020. That was this year, people. Craziness. But mm. they, they make honorable mention. So that's yeah, that's nice. It. Yeah, I got nothing oh. to uh to to ask about there. I feel like those all right. are all pretty much what I expect. I mean, I guess you haven't really yeah. mentioned much about the run the jewels, I don't think, or do a leapa. Um I don't Yeah, think. I haven't talked about them as much, but they there's some really both of those albums are very fun to listen to. I I recommend them. Yeah. I hear Dua Lipa making all kinds of people's lists. I don't know anything. She was apparently on SNL last night. Was I did not see it. Is she on one of the new Song Exploder episodes? Am I remembering yes. that correctly? Okay. She I is. Need to watch I, that. I haven't have not watched that one yet. Uh, I watched the the Nine Inch Nails Hurt one, which was amazing. The REM one was really good. I'm excited to watch more. Hmm. So Matt. Um, what do you, have you, have you listened to anything this year that is, well, uh, you definitely listened to Haim, Women yes. in Music Part 3. <laughs> yeah, a L- lot of what I've listened to, th- listened to this year, uh, that's, that's new, um, new to this year, uh, is just the Women in Music Part 3, um, also I am unashamedly a fan of, of WAP, I've been, uh, listening to that this year, <laughs> um, He's not ashamed. I, no, it's a, it's it's a. I, it's a, I it's was a gonna good make song. see. I was gonna make it a banks. comment about the the reason to, to for the listener just to fill them in and as to why I kind of started it by what by, is with some what, hesitation. What is was WAP? that? Yeah, what is WAP, Matt? I think we all know. Don't, what, don't um, let's not. Let's not. I I, I, I started I with hesitation. Oh, who's it by? Matt? I don't know who it's oh, by. Oh, um, oh, the the uh, the Cardi B Megan the Stallion. Uh, tune. Thank you. Collabo. And for the listeners that don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was going to fill the listeners on was just Matt is an, Matt is an old soul 
that I think uh, <laughs> this is I, true. I, for a while I joked we joked about how he hadn't been in a movie. Now no one's been in a movie theater for a long time. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> before I think he uh, met his his current wife, it had been a long time since he had really been to the movies. My story about how old soul he is is one time we went to Starbucks and he was like his exact quote was "What in God's name is a cake pop." He had never heard of a cake pop. He was baffled. Uh, so just yeah. it is interesting to me to ask you what new music you've listened to. Apparently, WAP is one of those things. So <laughs> continue. True. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, you're, uh, you're more up on it than I thought. <laughs> well, that, that's that's basically it. It's been uh, Women in Music Part 3 and, and, and WAP. As far as things <laughs> new things go this year, um, I, I have gotten into a lot of... Uh, Older stuff that um, you know, I just got into this year. Uh, I mentioned that the Fall record uh, last last time, last yeah, last time on Discographology. Um, also, really been enjoying uh, picking up that Go Go's debut record after watching yeah. the um, the Showtime documentary. Oliver Tree's been a uh, been a standout. I've I've returned to that several times. You know. Uh, previously on uh, on this show uh, still been digging on idols and uh just yesterday uh my wife and i as we mentioned uh watched the selena movie with uh, jennifer lopez uh, we, she had seen it and we uh i had not seen it so i we, we've been spending some of that uh this morning just kind of getting bopping around the house so and hmm. what i've been working on most recently is uh it's going to be dropping soon a uh christmas song bracket uh kind of like a Ooh. we'll call it december madness uh so i'm still working on the seeding and i've i've put it out in the twitter you know uh, let oh. us know what your favorite uh which favorite christmas songs are and uh and i'll, I'll publish that bracket now, here soon i don't know if you know this this episode does drop after christmas <laughs> who cares <laughs> <laughs> fuck it um I, I, did see, a I saw that post <laughs> right before this. I, I replied. I don't know if you saw it yet, Matt, but I, I, I think I have a good pull for what should be in the bracket. Did All you right, see my then. reply? I, I've not seen that yet, but I'll, I'll I'm going to get back. Uh, I've been working on that just this afternoon, kind of waiting, uh, waiting to, for the record. So. All right. Well, uh, before you wrap up your best of the year list and say that 2020 is, is in the bag when it comes to music. Uh, there is one more contender that we'd like to throw out there, and that is <laughs> one of our songs. Uh, we have officially finished a song this year. Isn't that right? Wow. I yeah. know. Uh, so we started... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, we, technically, I guess we started the process of recording it this uh, at the, toward the beginning of this year, mm -hmm. but writing it goes further back than that. I don't mean to yeah. jump ahead. Um, so the, the song is, that we're going to put at the end of this episode um, here in a minute is called Blink. And then I've always envisioned it to be Blink and then in parentheses, or you'll miss it. Uh, close parentheses to be the full title. Um, and that, doesn't, that doesn't sound correct. I'm sorry. You to don't be a like pedant. that? What do you like? Is it? Blink is it in or parentheses, blink and you'll miss it. You like, like and you, you'll miss it. Okay. Because you, when you blink, you miss it because it's so fast. Okay. Well, we should get into <laughs> we the, don't the even history know the title, here. Folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so it's blink. We should kind of get into the background a little bit. We did record 
So this is a song, uh, yeah, we started working on it maybe, I don't know how early we started working on this. A lot of the songs that we've we've written and recorded as of late uh, were ones I think that kind of came about together um, rather than maybe one person writing it and kind of bringing it to everybody else. So I think this was one where it had been struggling in purgatory for a long time. I know we have some early demos that have bits and pieces of what would become this song later. Cause I was in production hell since maybe (laughs) the early days of the band. Yeah. I had a lot of different uh, parts, but could never quite fit them together in a way that made sense. And I don't know exactly when it clicked when we were playing it, like what exact order finally clicked and worked. I think one of the notes was probably just let's make it as quick as possible um, yeah. and, and not quick and simple labor it. Um, and so that was, that was sort of part of it. I, I wrote the verse and chorus. I had that part down and then kind of struggled with whether it should just be verse, chorus, verse, chorus out uh, very, very quick. And then Logan, I believe came in, and sort of added on this ending section, which really kind of makes the whole song, in in my opinion. Um, yeah, and I think you just sort of you sort of whipped it up, Logan, um, on the spot, somewhat at practice one day. Yeah, kind of. Just kind of said, well, maybe you'd be like this, and we kind of workshopped it for a little bit, and that kind of put the button. So after the second chorus, you'll hear a uh, the section that Logan um, came up with the, the progression for that really, I feel like, ties everything together musically and uh, lyrically. So that kind of gets us into, uh, do you mean to just keep talking about lyrics and that kind of thing? Or, yeah, what's uh, what's it about? What was the inspiration for the song? Or what's it loosely about? Or just do you have anything you want to say about uh, it? L- Logan, I have so many things I want to say. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys are letting me off the chain here. Uh, so... Uh, lyrically, this song had a few different thoughts behind it. Um, the chorus kind of came first. I always thought it was interesting to have a chorus with the expression black and blue, you know, like getting bruised or something. And I actually got that from, I mean, years and years and years ago, <laughs> a long time ago, when I would go uh, hang out with my now wife, uh, Beth, uh, at shows that she would work. I would always see, she she worked a lot of shows with touring, um, I guess you would call them like emo bands. I don't know, like hardcore and emo bands, right? That would, that would come through town. Um, when you say work, she's running door. She ran the door. And so I would come hang out and I would always see these uh, girls, this sounds more licentious than maybe, is that the right word? <laughs> than it is. I would see these L- girls come lascivious. to the show, lascivious, that I always was kind of impressed or interested by because they were these girls that would always come together to shows and they were expressly there to just get into the pit and like... <laughs> fucking go to town and it was always really interesting to me yeah. about they drove all these hours sometimes to come see a band that they just loved so much and and then they would just like get in this crowd and they would get black and blue and so i, I always thought that was kind of an interesting idea for a song something about that but could never quite figure out a direction to go with it and by the way i want to mention um there are other great songs about uh, girls, women like that. Um, like I think of Michael and Carly, the Weezer song. 
which is generally about a similar type of, of fan that you know, is very dedicated to the band and would come to all their shows. Of course, that one had a pretty tragic ending, but similar type of thing to what I was kind of envisioning there. Does that make sense? Am I making any sense? I feel like I'm just sort of rambling yes. here. No, about it makes things. It makes sense. So that's the, that's the chorus. So that's the uh, chorus. So I had that idea. I could never figure out other words to go with that. That didn't just sound really dumb, but I liked that expression of black and blue. Uh, trying to get, I just rhymed it, trying to get someplace that's new, thinking like you're trying to, uh, you know, find your crowd, your people by getting in there and just, you know, um, with this, this band and other people that love this band as well. But then the verses I was sort of envisioning from the perspective of like thinking about younger bands who maybe you're just starting in a band and you, um, you don't, I don't know. I'm thinking from a person who's played in bands for a long time, talking to someone who's maybe a little younger, uh, thinking about, you know, just make sure you appreciate this while it's happening. Cause it's going to be very quick. And, you know, even if it's not a ultimately yeah. successful venture, it's something that you should, you know, be able to look back and really appreciate and have some fondness hence for. The, hence the title. And can I say that this, uh, feels very at the drive-in uh, writing songs about being in a band, touring, <laughs> and that sort of thing. So the last thing I'll say there is actually the title, I think, Blake, you came up with. Um, Blake, or, or you'll miss it. Yeah. Like, no, we were playing it, and it was I, so I don't quick. Re- I don't recall it was that. so quick oh, yeah. that you mentioned that, yeah, it's uh, such a quick song, Blink and You'll Miss It. And right. that sort of actually tied all of the ideas together I had about music and and sort of what it you know can mean to you especially when you're younger and how you should just appreciate the moment while it's happening before it's gone so um i tied the whole song together y- just you by did. accident so the I... verse verses are sort of about that the choruses are about this uh the the end of it has some very specific references to things about matt and i playing music together uh in his basement at his mom's house when we were in high school, um, including a line about me always playing the wrong notes or chords because I couldn't quite figure things out, but would still try to half-ass it uh, and do the best I can. And uh, Matt would go along with it usually and humor <laughs> me. And yeah, it's sort of just it's about times. that. I mean, it's just about being young and playing music and and how you should uh, appreciate that and, and not... Um, not think about the next thing that's coming instead of just appreciating that moment you're in, you know, the be here now, the sort of transcendental thing. That's very pretentious, by the way, I realize now that I'm no, saying it out loud, but that, that was the thought so. process. So there we go. There's my storytellers uh, <laughs> on yeah, this that track. That is the VH1. <laughs> Uh, a little Should we lengthy. like break down? Uh, all right. So for, for my nerds, uh, Sorry, for yeah, my recording ahead. nerds out there, should we break down who did what, maybe? Or yeah, yeah, go for it, Blake. I mean, as you heard in the intro, um, I I did drums obviously on this, and then later, uh, much much later, went in and added um, tambourine and a uh, a shaker instrument. And I think that's you did some all... vocal stuff too. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I also formed, yeah. added. I did backup vocals that sit way way back in the mix. I think the way I have it. For the final version. 
Yeah, so I, I did vocals and played bass on it. I believe that's it. Um, I don't think I did anything else. But you didn't. You came up with the initial guitar riff. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. I, I, I did. Um, but it, it wasn't much beyond some bar chords, so um, it's easily transferable to bass. <laughs> there wasn't anything special yeah. in those chords that was like you got to play it this particular way. So, yeah, I ended up playing. Were bass you on? And, were you on bass when we back when we were able to play this live? <laughs> I played bass. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, of the three, off, yeah. that that's one where we, I think we tried it at first. I played some bass on it. Uh, uh-huh. there, we have several songs where where Josh and I swap, and he'll play the guitar, and I'll, I'll play the bass. But uh, and I think we started that way with this, but uh, but ended up switching for for this one. Yeah, and then and then Logan and Matt did guitars um, for it, right? Did you guys add anything else? Matt did uh, some of the backup vocals as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I like the idea of like all of us just like doing gang style vocals on, <laughs> on like as much as we can. Well, it, there, this band has no lead singer. By it the way. it also works particularly well for this song because I I I think that all of us, to a degree, experience that thing of like we're all you know older and played in bands when we were in high school and can kind of look back and think about those times and what they meant to you. So. Um, it kind of worked to have us all have a, a part in terms of vocals on this. Yeah. So is that and, any... Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I wanted to... It's Maybe it's worth noting that the initial drums and uh, some scratch tracks, maybe maybe some of the guitars were laid down uh, pre-pandemic. Then uh, post-March, uh, we kind of added the rest of the parts, uh, overdubbed them in our individual homes so like three mm-hmm. different home studios or four different. Well, yes, yeah, three because I I can't do anything at my house, so I came over to Matt's and mm. and, oh, okay. and get, you know yeah. <laughs> broke quarantine to record some vocals and bass over there, I believe. All right. Cool. So uh, without further ado, I guess we'll play it here, and then the next time you hear from us, we'll be talking about. Uh, well, Logan, you want to tell us what we'll be talking about next time, actually. Yeah, we will be continuing on with At the Drive-Ins via EP and their full-length Relationship of Command. The one that three of us, I think, bought uh, around the time we were all playing in bands <laughs> in high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very influential. For sure. But, uh, cool. So, yeah, so let's drop, the tra- drop that track. All right, here you go. Here is more of that uh, in the song Blink, and you'll miss it. Take a little more with you as you go.